0: This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova Basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Now, let's talk Villanova Basketball.
1: Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. Coach, I'll turn it over to you to welcome our Villanova legend to the podcast.
2: Thank you, Michael. And uh, we love this because we get to see all of our guys and always interesting conversations, but one of the all-time great Villanova legends, one of the all-time great Villanova guys is with us today, Eddie Pinkney, How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. You are, man. You are. And, uh... We appreciate so much. You always come back. Now this time you're back to work, but uh, you always come back, and you always have time for us. Whatever we need you to do, uh, as we talk and we kind of go through your career at Villanova, I'll uh, p- put that in there as a, one of your great assets as a b- assistant basketball coach too. Whatever we need to do, especially if I didn't want to do something, <laughs> you would you would cover for me, and. Th- he really he the really funniest was. thing
0: <laughs> and it was great being here back in my alma mater you know uh so many players would ask how how it happened and stuff and i would always talk about our relationship but the good guy dinner award yeah i would go <laughs> yes. to yes um and you know there would be all the head coaches sitting there and um Phil Martelli was just <laughs> relentless on me and Villanova <laughs> and Roley and you. I mean, it was, those were always uh, interesting events to go to. Well, it's, a lot funny,
2: of fun. it's funny you bring up that one because that's probably the only one where you did get uh, grief for, for me not being there because it wasn't a Villanova event. Uh, although a lot of Villanova supported that, and it is a great uh, cause, a good guy, the good guy uh, awards and good guy cause. But – Everywhere else, it was a Villanova event or some type of basketball event, I would I would say, well, I, I don't think I can make it. And uh, they would say, like, we, we really need you to be there. We want you to be there. I'd say, I don't think I can make it, but um, I think Eddie Pinckney would go. And they would really? You could get Eddie Pinkney? All right, great. They were ha- always happier to have you than they were me. I used to love that. I, I know I abused it. I'm sorry. I apologize after all these years. But I figured, hey, you were an assistant. You were getting paid for it. <laughs> you would have been recruiting anyway, right? Would have but been let, on the road, that's for sure. <laughs> let, let's go back. Let's let's go back all the way to the beginning. Um, Stevenson High School, um you you, you grow up with uh five or six sisters. Six. Six sisters. Yes. And um great mom and dad and uh Rolly Massimino comes to recruit you. Um uh, what what do you remember that and and how did he how did he get you to go to Villanova from stevenson high school in the bronx this
0: is a very good question <laughs> because he um pulls up with mitch bonagero who's uh, was an assistant at that time um in the south bronx to my project building in a white cadillac <laughs> and i tell my friends like look like one of the coaches from villanova is gonna be coming to visit my family can you like not mess up his car <laughs> do to. so the car p- parks right in front of my building they come up and um, uh, make a presentation to my family and you know my my entire family was there all six sisters and mother and father and they loved him loved him to death everybody did. and um you know that was uh sort of the beginning of my <laughs> career here
2: it, that's how coach Maz got a lot of players the mothers, the mothers, the fathers, everybody loved them. The kid was like, I, I don't have any choice here. They're going to make me go. Um, it, it, during your career uh, at, at Villanova, uh, you come in and um, we, we were just um, talking with, uh, we had John Pannone on the TV show. Um, you come in with John Pannone. Uh, Stuart Granger was here when you got here. Mike Mulquin, right? You were the young guy on that team, right?
0: I mean, I, as a freshman, I it, mean, it, it's interesting because, you know, um, in the NBA, you talk about leadership a lot. And uh, I just recently had a conversation with Randy Whitman about John Pinone and the kind of leader he was. Right. I mean, just unbelievable. Along with Mike Mulquin and, and Stu Granger. But just from the first day I got here, um, I got an opportunity to play against, because um, during the summertime there weren't many players here, but Mike Malkin would come to my dorm, get me, and we played play one-on-one every day. Wow. Then when Pinnone got here and Granger got here, they kind of had to brief me on what to expect <laughs> from the coaching staff because uh, Coach Massimino was very demanding, and uh, they – they, uh, they taught me very early on how to, how to cope on the college level, um, academically, socially, um, and just how to be a really good student on, on, on Villanova's campus. But those, those three guys were – and we – we had amazing walk-ons, too. I mean, yeah, they were right. unbelievable people. But those three people are still friends till, till this day because of the way they treated me my first year on campus. Yeah, they're they're great guys.
2: Um, I saw John Pannone uh, uh, interviewed on our TV show. And a quick aside, he said, uh, I came in as a freshman, and Coach Messamino was yelling at us. Like, we were 15, 16 last year. That's not happening again. He's killing us. Finally, I said, like, hey. I wasn't on that team. What are you yelling at me for? I didn't go 15 and 16. <laughs> that's yeah. him, right?
0: No, that that's that's him uh, today. But uh, just playing alongside of him, he had a, he had a lot of respect from opposing players, and that's you know that counts big in in a very physical conference um, because you are the recipient of some of that. Because when you come in as a freshman, the officials are looking at you like. Yeah. You're a freshman. Don't even come over here. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Be, but because we had well-respected veterans on the team at the time, we, uh, you know, Gary McLean, Dwayne McLean, and myself, we all were uh, were able to get some of that. Yeah,
2: and there's you know, so much we could talk about with those years in the uh, the championship year. But how was it for you, Gary, Dwayne? Um, was Dwight in your class or you year
0: behind you? He was a year year behind year with behind Presley and that, that crew. Okay.
2: But for you three, you were so highly touted. Was there anyone else with you three in that class?
0: Just you there three? was Brian Harrington was Brian in that Harrington, class. right. He, he was, and, uh, you know, we, I mean, there's a great history of walk-ons at, at this school, and Brian Harrington was a very, very opinionated, <laughs> <laughs> First year guy, um, yeah. but you know it's all part of the mixture that makes the team. And yeah. by the time we were all seniors, I mean he was as vocal as Dwayne, as Gary. Um, you know he 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 was really a, a huge part of what we were were able to do and the success that we had.
2: What What do you think it was for you three to go through your careers, um, have a t- struggle through your senior year with a lot of high expectations and you guys be the first group to lead Villanova to a national championship. What, what was it about the
0: three of you? Well, I think, um, I mean, we had a we had a great bond, uh, the three of us, uh, the four of us, we, we had a great bond. But, you know, I give a lot of credit to the coaching staff. Like Coach Massimino, it's something he talked about constantly. He put it in our heads and you talk about uh, – You know throwing something out into the open so that it can be become a reality he did that every day for us um and uh it was something that we really took a lot of stock in Uh, i go back to the guys who uh, brought us in again pannone granger moquin those guys talked about it he wanted it for them so um you know i mean there are so many things that, um, help you win. Um, and it's, it's just not the, you know, everybody thinks it's just the way that you play on the court. It's everything that, that really builds up to that point. And, uh, you know, those guys were a part of it. Uh, you know, all the walk-ons that have been mentioned in the past and stuff, everyone's, had their part in 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 helping us win. Jake Nevin, I mean, ja- yeah, Jake yeah. Nevin, uh, uh, one, you know, our, one of our trainers. I mean, he was a great person trainer. to be around. Right.
2: It's. Um. I, I was just thinking we played Georgetown the other day, and uh, I was thinking about, you know, Patrick and I know you, you guys are really good friends. I was wondering, um, were you guys friends before you came to Villanova? Did you play against each other and know each other or? And then when you played against each other, it seemed like such a rivalry. I didn't know if you were friends. But what was that relationship? And I know you became – I know you are good friends now in the NBA. You were friends. How did that relationship start?
0: Well, it was interesting because his, his coach, John Thompson, spoke at my senior year high school graduation. Wow. The reason he did was because Patrick's point guard, Fred Brown, was my point guard oh, in that's high school. Right, that's right. So Fred Brown would come back to the Bronx and say, Man, we got a guy that is going to kick. I can't wait <laughs> to play you because this guy, he's the best. I mean, that's all he talked about. So wow. I kind of got a scouting report on. Ewing before he stepped on campus but it's not like
2: now where when you guys were in high school you never matched up against each other in AU or anything like that
0: just in 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 some camps right uh, right th- there were there were some camps uh that that we matched up against one another but uh uh no when we stepped on the court um as college players he was trying to rip my head off <laughs> and in, the, in the rest of the team and I would always look over at Fred Brown and 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 you know, the it was the look of boy, were you ever right? This guy's <laughs> really good. Um but uh no, he, he was a fantastic um competitor and I mean I I didn't grow up around Chris Mullen, but we played on the same AAU team and he had played in a couple of tournaments and, and, and saw him play live right. as well too. So I mean I had some early scouting. What reports. an ear that was, man. And then
2: um when did you and Patrick in the NBA kinda of get over the national championship game and, and well, become Well, he got friends.
0: over it. He, because, he, I mean, he, had, he won one already. I mean, right, he should have right. won all four. Right. But uh, it's funny. I, so our first, my, I got drafted by Phoenix. My first game back in Madison Square Garden, my entire family is at the game. So, um, you know, we they beat us. The, the Knicks beat us, Phoenix. Um, Larry Nance has a great game. Um, you know, I play a couple minutes. But we're in the back now, and my nephew wants to meet Patrick Ewing because he's <laughs> from New York. So I bring him up to Patrick, and I'm like, you you got to sign this autograph. And he looks at me like, I will only sign this autograph for you and your nephew. Nobody else. And he signed it. And my nephew to this, he's seen him in New York City a couple times, right. and he, he still remembers that time. He's He's – For the people that don't know him, he is a great guy, man. He really is. He
2: really is. You're absolutely right. And he's doing a great job at Georgetown. We don't want him to get too good, but he's doing a really good job. (laughs) Uh, We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about then your NBA career
1: after that. We're going to take a break here. You're listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certainty roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game-day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success: investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. JJ White Incorporated is the single-source multi-trade contractor for your next construction project since 1920. J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank, the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. We are back on the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. As we resume our conversation with Ed Pinkney.
2: So, we, we kind of cruise through your incredible college career in Final Four, MVP, and national championship, but we, you've got such a um, great career and, and long story career. We, we got co- I want to cover it all. But n- next, you go to the NBA, and it's interesting, you, you talked early about playing first against the Knicks and I, I, such a great career. How many years in the NBA? 12, 12, 12 years. years as a player. Uh, now, we, now we have the coaching and, and, and uh, administrative part of it. But um, a 12-year career, what are some of the highlights for you personally? Um, I, I'm sure a fan would look at all kinds of great things you did, but I'm just interested in, for you, the things you that are memorable to you.
0: I think, uh, you know, I was originally drafted um, by the Phoenix Suns, so... It, Being part of the draft, um, and that particular draft was the first year of the lottery. uh, Patrick Ewing was chosen first. So there's always some intrigue to that uh, draft um, all the time, whether or not there were weighted balls (laughs) in the 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 (laughs) to make sure that Patrick went to... um, to, to, to New York um, so that that's a highlight I mean you know my entire family and friends were all at my draft party so uh, my introduction into the NBA was that's, was great it's just
2: amazing just how to a player that draft is is so important um, that's that's interesting I'm sorry we're interrupted but that uh, I, it reminds me I got to know how important that is to our guys Go
0: ahead. No, no it's it, you know it sticks out because it's your your first introduction you meet uh david stern who's recently just um deceased and um you know it's just a special part you take that picture up on the stage and, it, and it's great um but you know my my most fond memories are of winning of course i mean right. everybody remembers the winning right and the winning for me took place mostly in boston um after a few trades Um, I end up in Boston, and I'm playing with Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish, who are all Hall of Fame players. Um, Dennis Johnson was the point guard on that team. So it was a – Who was the
2: coach of the first team you were there?
0: Uh, Jimmy Rogers was the the first coach, and um, he was was great. Um, He, unfortunately, um, because they have such a high standard in Boston – uh, was not able to hold on to his job and I, I got coached by Chris Ford oh um, that's right so you know I always have fond memories of Chris Ford yelling and screaming at me <laughs> because he could yell at Larry Bird and, and Robert Parish <laughs> and Kevin McHale Kevin McHale and he were actually roommates but um, um, <laughs> I, I, you know I always have fond memories of those games because we won they did it in an enjoyable way and uh Very much like Pannon, Granger, Mulquin, those three were unbelievable leaders and they worked very hard. It was the first time I had been part of an NBA environment where the work came first before the fun. Right. I I, I hadn't been in that kind of environment and they were all work. All the time, and always thought about unique ways to, to win basketball games.
2: How many years in Boston?
0: I was there for four and a half, almost five years. I came in the middle of the season of, of the trade. And what was the furthest that you guys advanced? We unfortunately lost in the semifinals every year to the Detroit Bad Boy Pistons, wow. who were the you know the tops in in the league at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I ended up I I mean, I ended up in Boston for an unfortunate reason. I mean, uh, in the draft uh, the following year, in 1986 of my draft, they drafted a young man by the name of Lenny Bias. Oh, yeah. He passed, and, uh, you know, Red Alback at the time, who was the manager of that team, felt need to add some more athleticism. So I, I got to play with um, a gentleman by the name of Reggie Lewis, yeah. you know who was a young just amazing talent and yeah. stuff and we were supposed to be the the young core to supplant further care right Batch. right
2: wow man what, what a great experience and then you ended up y- your career what what uh what was your last team what was your last year and how did you how did you know that like this was you know this was time to retire so i i um after twelve years Incredible career. Well, what was
0: interesting because I mean, everyone tries to figure out a way to stay in the league. It's a fantastic league. Um, I, my last year was in Miami, right. and I'm chasing around a young Alonzo Morning <laughs> every day in practice, and his backup is Kurt Thomas, who at the time was the leading scorer and rebounder in the NCAA. And I knew going through those practices, I'm like, if there's more guys like that coming, I'm going to be able to do this. Um, but I, I was really fortunate. Um, I, had a, I developed a good relationship with the head coach at the time, who was Pat Riley, and uh, he first asked me to come back and play. And I, 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 you know, I just that. had to be honest. I, I said, look, that. coach – you got these other two guys. I mean, they're way better than me. And he—he, he, I mean, he explained to me why he wanted me still back on the team. But I said, "I'm done," and I started my career in broadcasting that right. following year.
2: So the the first year after you played, you started doing radio or, and radio and TV I, for I, Miami.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, I started doing radio, and I uh, had some. Uh, some college basketball games on TV. Wow. I would occasionally do some ESPN games, wow. um, and that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, kind of going back and watching uh, college basketball games. And
2: um, how many years? How many years after that uh, did you start to get the itch to coach?
0: Well, I, you know, I enjoyed broadcasting. I got the itch to coach um, via Tony Farentino. Tony Farantino asked me to help at the time the Miami soul, which was a women's uh, professional team in Miami. And I helped them um, with their training camp. It was the first training camp of uh, the WNBA for that team. And I said, man, if this, this is what these guys do, man, this is, I want to do this. I really do. So the following year, I, I finished up the year the following year um I stopped broadcasting cold I just I stopped and at that time I had a lot of games I was doing a lot of broadcasting and I went to the Westchester Wildfire oh, to coach right that's right and John Starks USBL it was the USBL right and John Starks was the head coach yeah and um you know the rest it started it started from there I mean yeah. I just I enjoyed it
2: and then yeah, but I remember I had to talk to Randy Fund, who was the general manager, and uh, Pat Riley when I wanted to hire you. So you were still working for them, though, right? I
0: was. And I, like, because they, you know, Jay, they weren't going to let me go. I wanted to I coach. I and, I, you know, I would, I would ask Coach Riley, I, you know, he's like, look, I, you know, I want to coach. And he'd say, you have to wait your turn. I got right. Bob McAdoo, he's a Hall of Famer. Right. I got Keith Askins here. I got Eric Spolster. You know. <laughs> <laughs> coach, I, I, I want to coach. Well, yeah. you got to wait. I mean, Spolster's here and McAdoo's here. Ron Rothstein's doing this for us. Right, you got to right. wait your turn. And yeah. me, I didn't want to wait my <laughs> turn. So I left and I went to uh, the USBL. And that's, you know, that's you know the the reason I didn't get an opportunity to to coach there but I I had the itch bad man.
2: Yeah, I know. We were we were great to uh, lucky to have you here. It was great. How many years here as an assistant?
0: So I was here 4 years and four years? and, and, and yeah. I I mean, we never talked about this but like I had so many people call like how did you do that? <laughs> I, I was just like I I got lucky. I mean, like, you know, Joe Jones was my alma mater he left and there was an opportunity there no how how did you how did that happen how did that happen? <laughs> well, I mean, it was funny it was so, so
2: valuable that. for us to have such a a great player and a guy that coached and played in the nba and it was so valuable for us it's funny after we hired you everybody started doing that everybody started hiring their former players who went to the nba as assistants um but we were we were doing it more as we're just like hey you were knowledgeable basketball guy great guy well respected here a great role model for our players one of the things i have to ask you is which you as you know you and i've talked about but um it always amazed me you loved recruiting now i like it it's okay but you <laughs> it's okay you loved it you don't do a bad job but <laughs> you loved it and you were great at it what how having been a great player of the, what, what did you like about it so much?
0: Well, I think, I mean, you meet people. You, ju- you just meet a lot of different people um, throughout your travels of recruiting. And, and I did during my time playing. Um, and I always thought that was an asset to, to be able to know different people from different parts of the country. But that's the thing I in, enjoyed about it the most. I mean, just talking to to different people you have to like that to be good at it. And you you were
2: great at it you you um I always tell everybody you you could have gotten Steph Curry here and I didn't take him because your boy told you no. told you about him that we should no. look at him I was no, like listen, ah, I
0: don't know n- your home visit with Rudy Gay oh I remember be, that
2: That was your first one wasn't
0: it that was our, our first one yeah. but I, I remember that one so vividly because it was so good, and I remember Rudy's coach saying after the, the visit, he said, You know what? I didn't, I wasn't sure if we were going to consider you guys, but after that presentation, you guys are at the top of the list. And I remember <laughs> walking out of it, it was doody, yeah, and that I was, remember walking that out was a of crazy there. One. Like, Man, I can't <laughs> believe how good that presentation was. It was amazing. Man.
2: You well, uh, you were tell, just go through some of the people that you recruited here, some of the players that you recruited here while you were while you were recruiting the New York Guards
0: and all those no, guys. Well, I mean, uh, you know, obviously Fisher and 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 some of the other guys. Stokes Stokes Peña Yeah, Peña. Uh, you you I mean, had, there, were, there were a you lot of guys. love that.
2: I knew you were a great recruiter when Jim Calhoun called me, mad at you, (laughs) mad at you. I said, hey, he's doing a great job of Calhoun's mad. He's like, Eddie's in the high school, Eddie's in the high school, and I just got to tell you, he shouldn't be in there at that time. I said, "Um, all right, all right, Jim, I'll check on it. Uh, I said, Eddie, what was He goes, "Um, I don't know, it it was like right during the end of a recruiting period. He goes, but I said, well, how does he know that you were in there? What was wrong with that? He goes, you said. His assistant was in there. with Exactly. The, so I told exactly. him. I said, Jim, your assistant and mine were in there together. It couldn't have been, there couldn't have been anything wrong. There. He said, really? All right, don't worry about it. So I said, and he's doing a good job, man. I know he's doing a good job if Jim Calhoun's all worked up.
0: No, those were some, uh, those were fun, some fun days, I mean, on the road recruiting in, in the big, bad piggies. man.
2: <laughs> Look, well, after all your we, – we've got to clear this up. But I'd like to talk to you about kind of the future here. Um, after that, and all your coaching, NBA assistant, Chicago Bulls, Minnesota Timberwolves, great great career, and now you're you're um, in personnel with the uh, Houston Rockets. Are you now with the rule change? You going to have to start going out and watching high school kids? And you you talked about the, the G League a little bit more than, than going and watching college kids.
0: Yeah, the, the the G League has become a very integral part of developing players. You'll hear this term, player development, a ton in, in the NBA. So uh, it gives the ability f- for young players to play uh, in an environment against great other young players. So, um, yeah, we'll be uh, in the upcoming years watching high school players. Wow.
2: So you're going to have to really in- increase the size of your staff, so I would assume, to watch high school. It, it, it's or interesting. You you be able to we have it?
0: a small staff. Um, right. uh, you know, Darryl Morey likes it that way. Um, it's a lot of travel for the guys involved. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I, I love it. I mean, I love, again, you meet a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, and uh, you see some good basketball, like we're going to watch tonight.
2: <laughs> well, you're good at it, man. You're great with people, and we're so proud of you, and we always appreciate how you represent Villanova and your loyalty to Villanova. London, Thanks, brother. man. Thank you. All right, man.
1: That'll do it for this edition of the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. We thank our guest, Ed Pinckney, and our engineer, Matt Frischilla. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds, now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is The Investor.
1: Stop by Great American Pub bar and grill with locations in Conchahokan, Wayne, and Phoenixville. If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com.